Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com. You all look great. The end of the Republic has never looked better. And I am excited. If this material works well, I'm going to use it at Goldman Sachs next year. Earn me some serious Tubmans. Uno, two, tres, four. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. Of course, I am joined live in the studio by the man who ensures that our groove is satiny smooth. And after the show is over, he will edit it appropriately to make sure that it absolutely sounds like that. Absolutely. We have the uh, time travel. Time travel. I like that. A little trick I learned from the time machine. If you don't get it right the first time, (laughs) rewind it back like it's Superman to fly around the world a couple of times. Absolutely, yeah. That's my man, Los Georges, getting it done, Grandmaster Flash. Hey, guess what? Huh? What happened? Happy Mother's Day to mothers all over the place. Yo, get up on it, Mama. Of course, every groove with Don centers around an attitude of gratitude, and I have no more gratitude that I can muster than I do for my mother, who A, put up with me, B, raised me, and C, is now really just super-duper cool chick. My mom's a cool chick. I had this Lucky whole thing. You know, her name is Faith, so I had this whole thing from George Michael. You know, I had it worked out. You got to have Faith. And I just said, ah, you know what? I just, I just don't have that in me. The other thing is, of course, I've got some George Michael stuff that I picked out a good Shep Pettibone mix for, for, for a future show. So, you know, with all this talk about Prince being yeah. playing 20 instruments, you know, you take a look at the album Faith. Okay? George Michael plays all the instruments. Literally on right. every song, oh, yeah. he plays almost every instrument. So, hope everybody's having a good day. Hope you had a good week out there. I am sitting here in my Mets Rolling Stones shirt, my beloved Mighty Metropolitans. As as I said they would, they're going to kick some ass. The Cubs are just... How, my friend Howie is literally happy as a pig in shit right now. The Cubs are 23 and 6, their best start since 1908. I already told him, I said, hey, Bartolo Colon just did a home run. Okay, guy's 42-year-old and he's a pitcher. I said, if you think you can beat that kind of karma, you let me know. That's karma. That's baseball karma. So, I'm looking forward to a fantastic Mighty Metropolitan season. Lots of stuff to get to today. I'm going to have, finally got around to watching the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony concert that was on HBO. So, uh, that worked. You know, I'm obviously going to have some commentary on that. Uh, I've also got uh, the Cuban, kind of the Cuban take on uh, Kim and Kanye cruising to the island. I've got there, they, they, they put out a little blurb on that. It's pretty interesting. Also, a uh, weasel managed, huh? a weasel managed to basically shut down the world's largest particle super collider, which I thought was pretty interesting. And on the subject of weasels, yep, we're going to have to talk about Trump a little bit. I had the Trump analogy generator weeks ago yeah the is that, easy is that like one of those little pop-up things like you know right yeah you know the magic eight ball yeah there it is like the magic 
Well, I've got the same kind of thing. Although I, I didn't, you know, basically it's just too easy. Okay. But I've got the, the Trump slogan generator, you know. So what do we have here? As a, uh, let me see. I have a preview here. Make America go back to kindergarten again. There you yeah. go. Trump, 2016. So I've got a whole bunch. We're going to be talking about that and energy voters. You know, I'm an energy voter. Yes. Energy voter. Read. Moron. You know, you're an energy voter. What you are is a sucker is what you are. If you're an energy voter, you're a sucker. All of that, of course, is going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. I've got it all for you, baby. I've got music, groove, funk, bluegrass, in-your-face shredding. And I have got, I swear to God, I guarantee this 100%, the ultimate drive groove song. I have the best one ever. And in particular, particularly if you live in South Florida, I have got the ultimate drive right. groove song ever. It is just past 2 o'clock and the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Okay, that is Hollywood for it. That means it's just past 8 o'clock on the Big Island. Big shout out to the Kahu District. Omar, Mike, thanks for the coffee, guys. I got the uh, the Moonbean whole dark roast, uh, whole bean dark roast. I've got the Kona Thunder whole bean dark roast. So I have got coffee, baby. I have got coffee. Slam it right in. I just shoot it straight up, baby. I blam that stuff. You know, I don't get my coffee to go. I go right in the bathroom and spike up. So, just past 7 o'clock in Western Europe over there. You about ready to kick this puppy off? Oh, here we go. We kick it with Glenn Hughes. Saddle up and stick around. It's the Groove of Don on SoFloRadio.com.
Joe, I won't settle for any less. Do 
your best, but I must confess, I am the type so hard to please. I feel like a cold disease. So move your body from left to right. If you can, stay out of sight. If you can, come on, take a stand. 'Cause we're back by Dr. Man.
Next year at this time, someone else will be standing here in this very spot, and it's anyone's guess who she will be, but... <laughs> But standing here, I can't help but be reflective, a little sentimental. You know, eight years ago, I said it was time to change the tone of our politics. In hindsight, I clearly should have been more specific.
do all the things I do. I'm stuck to you just like crazy glue. I'm not the kind of guy who just likes to slam bam, thank you, ma'am, then I'm through. You're the only one for me, yep, just you. You and only you. Why? Cause of the things you do. Oh, don't you see I'm the one for you? These words are true, and my love is for
Deluxe for you live in the air age from live in the air age from 1977. There's, uh, you know, those guys. Well, that's one of my favorite bands. I played Shine. Um, I don't know if I've played uh, Ships in the Night um, before. But I know I've played. I've got two different versions of of Shine. Actually, I have three. I have the studio version. I have the live version from Live in the Air Age, and then there's another fantastic version of the song Shine that they did uh, on their tour. Uh, that particular tour uh, is from Rhode Island in uh, 1978, I believe. It is available on YouTube. It's absolutely a very funky version of that. Uh, but I love that. And I'll tell you something. You know, I when I moved to Ireland, uh, Bebop Deluxe was just starting out. They had come out with uh, Axe Victim, I think was their uh, first CD, or first album. And they only have like, I think, five or six albums. They only had one more studio album after they came out with Live in the Air Age, a fantastic, fantastic record. And I'll tell you something, Bill Nelson, the guitar player in that band, one of the most underappreciated, uh, undervalued, phenomenal guitar players uh, in rock and roll. You know, he's one of those guys, he's one of those guys that you have to be into guitar to be aware of. If you're just like your only average rock and roll fan, you probably don't know who he is. Get to know Bill Nelson in that. Before that, Kwame, only you, spelt the way, you know, they felt like spelling things uh, back then. That is from, uh, I believe that's his second. Uh, he was a kid when he started. Uh, it's called A Day in the Life, A Pocadelic Adventure from 1990. Dynamite's up for that. Yeah, a little more from uh, from our boy, our fearless leader. I like that. Uh, I wanted people to change the, it's, a, it's an interesting line that he said, politics, right? that he wanted to uh, change the, the, the uh, tone. The tone. Yeah, he's like, in hindsight, I should have been more specific. No, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got, I've got a couple more of those coming up. The The initial one, the first one is great. The, the one that I played at the, uh, the, the top of the show, fantastic stuff, man. He's, he hit the, he really he, you know, as you were telling me earlier, you know, he could have been a stand-up comedian, but he decided to become Pre- president yeah, yeah. instead. You know, priorities, priorities, priorities. You think that, you know, when he's done, he's not going to be going to uh, Goldman Sachs. He'll be playing Uncle Funnies in, like, Cleveland. That, that, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> he could do walk-ons, you know, on people, yeah, people's absolutely. shows. Like, like on John Oliver or something yeah, like that. Yeah, put your hands together. Put your hands together. He was the former commander-in-chief yeah. and the leader of the but free world. But now he does this. <laughs> <laughs> but here he is right here. You know, one of those HBO specials. Got his own HBO comedy special. It's very funny stuff. The entire thing is out there. And it's weird. If you haven't seen it, the uh, you know, because this was his last one. He's done. This was his eighth and final Mm. Uh, correspondence dinner. So, of course, he just bitch slapped people mercilessly, and he did. The Jake Tapper line that I didn't include, he was talking about mm. people that had moved on. He goes, of course, Jake Tapper left politics and left newscasting and joined CNN. <laughs> right. <laughs> and thought, you know, and they, and of course, all these people were in the audience, so they, they cut to them. And, you know, you, you know, when the, you know, when the commander in chief, this is basically the same philosophy as from a Bronx tale. When Ches Palminteri's, when when they asked Ches Palminteri, uh, uh, Colosio, see, asked Ches Palminteri character, he goes, "Is it better to be loved or feared?" And and the guy he goes, mm-hmm. "Well, you know, it's a very interesting question. Obviously, you'd like to do both." He goes, he goes, "But you know, I would rather be feared." He goes, he goes, "You know, take a look at me." He goes, "You know, you know, I I I tell a joke and everybody laughs." He goes, "I'm funny, but I ain't that funny." Yeah, <laughs> it's fear that keeps them low. It's the same kind of thing. Jake Tapper's over there after he just got basically, 
you know, after after Obama just basically put his foot on his neck in front of the world, Jake Dapper has to kind of sit there and laugh, baby, because look who's telling the joke. <laughs> uh, let me see what we have before that. Yeah, my first Doors song. I don't think I played anything by the Doors. I don't think so. I don't think so. I haven't gone through the entire list, although I've finally been putting that list together. Thank you very much. I've finally been putting that list together, so I don't the keep... The database. Yeah, the database <laughs> owes songs. I actually sent it to somebody, and their their response was, oh, shit. That was the entire yeah. response to, many, to the, all the songs that I had played, the different songs. That is from... Uh, that was a changeling from L.A. Woman, their last album. And it was funny because the, the end of that album, where it's like, change, change, and I kept thinking to myself, you know what it sounds like? The beginning of Chain, Aretha Franklin's Chain of Fools. So I was thinking that'd be an interesting mix for that. King B back by Dope Demand. King B's got a bunch of great stuff out there. Fantastic mix. And the opening of that song is uh, he samples a song that I played on my very first Groove It Don. Uh, it's a Herbie Hancock song called Wiggle Waggle. Right. I played that on the very first song and kicking it off. That one going out to. Uh, Tom Simioli and all the bass players out there. Glenn Hughes, that is I'm the Man from the L.A. Blues Authority Volume 2. Uh, that came out in 92. Glenn Hughes, of course, was re- just inducted into the Rock mm-hmm. and Roll Hall of Fame. He was the bass player for a while with um, with Deep Purple. And I'll tell you, he, you know, I was reading some stuff where he said he really wasn't that interested in joining, but he found out that they were trying to recruit. Um, you know, he ended up joining, I guess, the same time as Coverdale came in to replace Ian Gillen. But they, before Coverdale, you know who they wanted? They were. They almost got him, Paul Rogers, from Big Company, and so Glenn Hughes was like, "Well, if you're going to bring him in, I'll certainly." And then, as it turns out, Paul Rogers took a powder and you know went on to some other band, uh, Bad Company, whatever, you know, one of those things. So uh, some great rock and roll there. Yeah, Glenn Hughes actually done some stuff. I was listening to. Uh, there's going. I'm going to play some more stuff by him, probably in future weeks. He's uh, he was in, put together a thing called the Black Country Communion. And uh, it's got Joe Bonamasso on guitar. And so some pretty good rock and roll right there, um, as always, here in the group of time. So, yeah, how was your week? How's was how you great. been, pal? Yeah, nothing to report, but went to the beach three times last I went. Week. I made it to the beach. I sent <gasps> you a picture. I finally went to the beach. Finally. Yeah. That, that was it. I've got pictures of my feet. It's necessary. It to, is. To, it, th- this is the compensation for all the other horse shit that we have to put up with the, living down here. The, this, the weather for the last week yeah. has been spectacular. Talk about, I've never seen a week right. of weather down here that good. Like like this unexpected little blast of cool air that we yeah, had. Yeah, at so, night I played yeah. – I went out and hit the golf that course was, and uh, everything. I was like, screw this Friday, shit, cool breeze Friday. Oh, and, man. And, uh, it has been awesome time. for like one mm-hmm. – for like an entire week. Sure. It has been day after day after day yeah. of 60s at night, 80s in the day, cloudless skies, and they're talking about dew points in the 50s, which is dry. Now, I lived in Lake Havasu where they had dew points in like the 20s or 10s, where when I say dry, I mean tandoori oven dry. But for out here, if you're below 60% in the dew point, seriously, yeah. it's, that's, that's really dry. And we're at like 52%. I, I saw the number. I thought it was a joke. When I saw the Weather Man. Channel thing, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I've never, right. I'd never seen it that low. But it has been spectacular, and we've been – it's one of those yeah. nice things. When you actually live, you know, 10 minutes from some beach. of the nicest beaches on the, in the world. Sure. In the world. 
Yeah, who wouldn't want to live ten minutes from a mediocre beach? Yeah, and fuck mediocre. Yeah, I, I, you know, you I have my spot. My, you know. Oh yeah, so, well you've got. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one of the nice things about going down to Lauderdale by the sea is when you go down there. If you go to the left, that's where the path goes. Yeah. But if you go to the other side of the pier, there's nobody there. There you go. Okay, it's free and clear. So what went on this week? Well, here's one that I saw that I just I couldn't resist this one. I don't know why I'm talking, but apparently in uh, Switzerland they've got the uh, the super collider, which is one. It's yeah. a 17 mile tunnel. Where they are hurling atoms at each other mm. at amazing speeds. They're trying to figure out the origins of the universe. That's what this is about. Sure. Okay. That's the super collider. They, 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 they blow atoms up because then they can see what uh, comes out. Comes out of the atoms. To see you what know, they're made how, out of. Right. Yeah. How did the big – they're trying to recreate the Big Bang to, well, a, cer- to a certain to degree extent. or at least figure out that kind of shit. Well, guess what? That was taken down. There was uh, there was a bit of sabotage. Mm-hmm. A small furry animal, possibly a weasel or marten. I don't know what a marten is. I'm assuming it's, it's a, a it's a kind of weasel. It's a kind of weasel. It's a member of the mustelid family uh, <laughs> with the weasels and the skunks and uh, a mustelid. The mustelids, the ferrets, uh, the minks, uh, the ermines. These are all mustelids. They have the musk. This is the, okay. This has got to be Montana education. That be- no, I watched all the nature shows. You know, Marlon Perkins. Wild oh, oh I love Marlon. Yeah, yeah. I got and started uh, reading animal books. I'm fascinated by animals, but the weasel family, uh, which is where you get minks and all, and skunks. Remember that same family. As a matter of fact, skunks are an extreme example of of what they do with their musk glands because all of them, that's what they have in common. Boy, they you have, grow up in New York, you really don't learn this yeah. kind of shit. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Along they, with driving. They've got some, they've got some <laughs> common characteristics and, and uh, nice fur and uh, stinky musk. Well, apparently a weasel yeah. shut down. Now, yeah. let me see. It's the engineers investigating an electrical failure at the 17-mile super collider found, quote, the charred remains <laughs> of a furry creature <laughs> near the Nordthrough <laughs> power cable. So <laughs> apparently when you hurl atoms yeah. at blinding speeds and a weasel shows up, it gets crisp. Yeah. The weasel is like, what's that? What's that coming at me that's, real fast? An atom? Yeah. Is that an atom? Oh, shit. That's it. Crispy weasel. <laughs> I like that with a little sauce, though. Little it's sauce. going to be – it's actually going to be the plot of Madagascar 3. <laughs> is uh... – <laughs> The, the, cri- know, crispy the adventures, we- right? But then there's Mad- then there's Madagascar Four, right. Crispy Weasel's Revenge. Right. <laughs> okay. Here's one that definitely caught my eye. The uh, first ever, uh, I guess it was Carnival. Did the cruise to, uh, to Cuba? To Cuba. Yep. Going first Cuba. ever one. They did that. So, and I want to read this because this, I'm I'm going through various headlines about it. So I'm just going to read this word for word. Let me mm-hmm. get this done right. Okay. Here we go. The Kardashians, American plutocrats who have accumulated vast wealth from a foundation of murder and theft, are having a horrible time in Cuba, the right-wing broadsheet Page Six reports. The cabal of decadent capitalists is visiting the Caribbean paradise to exploit its natural beauty for the sake of their television show. But the oligarchs who at home hide from the people in a gated complex in the wealthy Los Angeles enclave of Calabasas have been made profoundly uncomfortable by Cuba's egalitarian society. Quote, they've had an issue every two seconds about not having Internet, unquote. A brave source reports. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Quote, they complained they couldn't get on Snapchat, a $16 billion tech service that produces nothing. 
They're frustrated and they can't wait to leave, unquote. A representative for the family denied the report, insisting the ladies don't have any issues and are having a great time. More converts to the cause of the glorious people's revolution. So there you go. If you'd like to the, the, the take the, the Cuban, the, the the official Cuban state, yeah, you know, authorized take on the Kardashians hightailing it via carnival down to Cuba. Yeah, that's it. I I just think it's they've accumulated vast wealth from a foundation of murder and theft. <laughs> the cabal of decadent capitalists, a cabal. Yeah, I actually uh, agree with everything they say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's in, this, in this particular case, you know, I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I'm a free market guy. My family, you know, fled Cuba when the commies took all our stuff. However, however, <laughs> in this particular case, I will say, <laughs> viva la revolucion and orf with their eds. <laughs> well, they're they're begging. <gasps> yeah, Tim and Kanye. Take oh, Cuba. Uh, I know. I know. Maybe maybe they could defect, uh, you know, and, uh, and I think that. that would be fantastic. Why can't they go to Mexico and get kidnapped like everybody else? Right. You know, just, they got to go to Cuba, <laughs> messing with the country. Right. We need to day. send them to some of the. Uh, this is one of those things. Um, who was it? P.J. O'Rourke wrote an interesting book called Holidays in Hell. And what he did is he traveled around the world to like the worst, most violent. Pro, you know, he's like, yeah, he took, you know, he did this like, yeah, I took a he took a holiday in Beirut. Um, you know, this is back in the eighties, though. <laughs> okay, he's you know in in Beirut, North Korea. Yeah, he went to like all the way, you know, uh, Somalia. He took vacations like the worst places in the world called Holidays in Hell. Why can't we send them on that trip? Right. So what else? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show was on HBO. Um, I avoided it. I, I didn't. I watched it, and I'll tell you, there's a there's a bunch of stuff on there. Mm-hmm. For my first thing was this: there were five inductees this year of bands. Um, they were Deep Purple, Steve Miller, Cheap Trick, Chicago, and N.W.A. And my feeling on that is very much like the Dentine. For, you know, four yeah. out of five yeah. ain't bad. Yeah, four out of five ain't bad because normally they usually only get about one or two out of five. But they got four out of five right this year. The only okay. thing they, if they wanted to have perfected it, they would have gotten rid of N.W.A. and put in the yes. Yeah, me, yes. That would have been a five. That would have been a five finger. That sound racist. We, you know, we love our NWA. We, we, we I do. It. We I do. think NWA is great. What, is, what does rock and roll mean? You know, I got no problem with with NWA being like in there. People. I have a problem with them being in there before Yes is in there. That's where my problem. And I'll tell you <clears> something. I don't have a problem with the Beastie Boys or Run DMC being in there before Yes. I don't have a problem with that. Listen. I really don't. If, Those two bands. If NWA is rock and roll. It is. Then what isn't? Oh yeah. What, what is? Well, it? that was, there's a quote. I think Sarah from, Brightman should be in there. There was a quote from Andrea uh, Bocelli. Let me see. Dude, uh, who said it? I think it was uh, Ice Cube. Said, uh, yeah. He said rock and roll is a spirit. I'm like, wrong. No, it's not. It's an attitude, asshole. Get it okay. right. It's not a spirit. All it's right. an attitude. Right. In any event. The first two be the first two inductees uh, that night. Deep Purple was was the start off, which I thought was great. And it was nice to see Steve Morse um, playing uh, mm-hmm. with Deep Purple, and you know Richie Blackmore didn't show up. There was a big thing because these guys just don't like each other. There's a whole bunch of people that don't like each other, and the band said we're we're only going to play if we get to use the current lineup. Yeah, we will play with our current lineup, and they so they inducted. You know, Glenn Hughes was inducted. Um, it's a crying shame. That John Lord has passed away. 
Mm. Uh, that is a crying shame. Don Airy um, plays with them now, but he wasn't inducted. Don Airy, in some of my all-time favorite, he was in Coliseum too, and he's played with Gary Moore, all kinds of people. I love Don Airy. But it was really nice to see Steve Morse um, getting a chance to play. Great induction speech from Lars Ulrich. The, the Lars Ulrich speech about his love of Deep Purple, you could tell there was authenticity in that puppy. And what I and the next induction was <clears throat> excuse me, was was Steve Miller. And I remember having a Maxell ninety minute cassette, you know, mm-hmm. and it was the mm-hmm. Maxell UDXL two gold. You know, oh, like oh, you did yes. the best I yeah, you remember yeah, I was a geek. Yes, uh, I had the, capa- so yeah. on one side chrome, of chrome I had chrome Chrome, the yeah, chrome, yeah. right. That was the chrome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't like the BASF. I went right for Maxell's. Right, right. So I had a cassette. Then I, I remember recording it down at, from my cousin. Mm. You know, with the albums. I remember recording it down at the down at LBI, Long Beach Island, at the Beach House. And on one side was Steve Miller, Fly Like an Eagle. Mm-hmm. And on the other side was Deep Purple's Machine Head. That's good. That's a good yeah. 90 minutes of music right there, pal. That's a yeah. good. That's You can't go wrong with that. There isn't a bad song on that entire right. cassette, not one. And um, but Steve uh, Steve Miller, whom I have been calling to be inducted in for years, I've mm. been I've said this over and over and over and over. Please put this guy in the Hall of Fame. Please put this guy in the Hall of Fame. He's been around. Well, they finally did it, and the induction speech was given by the Black Keys, who obviously didn't know anything about Steve Morse. They didn't know anything about him. Um, my first thought was I could have done a better induction speech. There's a line, he goes, one of the guys says, in researching for this speech, we learned a lot about Steve Miller that we didn't know before. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jack Wides, if you're going to bring somebody up to induct somebody who's as yeah. great for rock Please. and roll as Steve, Steve Miller has been for 40, 50 years now, Yeah. okay, this is a guy, you know, I'm trying to think of... Uh, he he was okay. Look at it from this point of view. Les Paul was his godfather. That pretty much ends that discussion right there. Right. Okay, but I could have done a better speech. But and I have no idea. Yeah, and they didn't write it. There's no way they wrote it. The Blackies. I'd like to know who actually did. I'd like to know who wrote that speech. And I'll tell you, they did have one great line. And when he goes, when he was 12, uh, he got his brother to play, and then they contacted every church, fraternity, and synagogue. And the guy goes, synagogue rock, very underrated. <laughs> Which I thought I was like, yeah. okay, that's funny. Now that's get the cute, fuck out yeah. of here. Right. Yeah. The other, the, the coolest thing of the entire night was uh, uh, Rick Nielsen, who has one of these guitar collections. He's got like two hundred fifty different guitars, and he he he's very covetous. Mm-hmm. Okay, of his, he doesn't give shit. When he gets it, it's his. Dave Steve Miller, his guitar with the Miller beer logo on it right and for the final song which was uh, ain't that a shame which was very great choice of song you know they bring everybody out to play mm-hmm. steve miller played that guitar he used that, it was great and he and rick nielsen was like on stage he goes steve come up here and get this please i brought this just for you and it was like to me that is an homage worthy of a rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony when rick nielsen of cheap trick who are rockers? I got Cheap Trick coming up later. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got some great Cheap Trick coming up later with Wayne Kramer from the MC5. So mm-hmm. pff, top that, baby. Well, you know, 
those guys really are rock and roll. Cheap Trick is rock and roll. Cheap Trick. There's a great yeah. line. They describe themselves as a great line. He goes, we're four great guys with three great chords. <laughs> four great guys with three great chords. They have always I, had a comedic element. <laughs> hey, man, uh, they have, but they rock. They, they They're the do. Beatles of Japan. You know, <laughs> I love that they're popular in Japan. I love that about them. But there's they're absolutely fun absolutely fun they're fun trick. and they rock don't yeah, let's not rock. kid ourselves mm-hmm. about the fact that these guys sure. have been pumping out mm-hmm. top quality rock and roll yep. for 30 plus years yep. they tour constantly every time they they play live they give you your money's worth and then some yep okay no, God bless him for that, man. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And so that that made me very happy. I'll tell you, the, there were a couple of things, though, that caught uh, the kind of the – in memoriam, they do the in memoriam thing. Mm-hmm. Well, for one thing, Motorhead lost two members, two out of their original three members in one year. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, these days I, I, I was talking – you know, I went to that rock, 80s rock mm-hmm. thing, and I was talking with Rob Morgenstein after the show. I said, let me tell you something from the – you know, because I had been – I had an artist pass, so I was allowed to hang out backstage. I said, he's mm. looking around, man. It's like, even these days, you know, ro- rock stars don't party like rock stars. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just done. <clears throat> and, uh, but Motorhead, they partied like rock stars. They, they, I imagine. Yeah. They, they mm. really did, and they paid the price for it. But I'll tell you, at the very end, okay, because the show took place, the original show took place prior to Prince dying. Mm. So for the HBO special, at the end of it, they added a little thing. Oh, by the way, the opening thing was a tribute to David uh, Bowie, but they did change with David Byrne. Okay. Said, it was actually, it's good. It's worth, Great. yeah. There's some, there's, it's worth watching. I got a copy of it. I'll send what, it to right, you. I'll put it in my thing. I'll watch yeah. it. Yeah, you watch it. It really is. Some of it is absolutely worth watching. Don't, you know, as much as I want to take Jan Wemmer out back and beat him mercilessly about the face and neck area with a two-by-four on most days. There's a great line from uh, one of the guys I can't remember who said, he goes, I want to thank the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for making the tickets so expensive I didn't have to bring my entire family. Like <laughs> 10000 a seat or some shit. Like he, you know, you only get a couple yeah. tickets. So he's like, I can't afford to bring everybody. It would cost me $100,000. <laughs> to be in, he's like it's costing me a hundred grand to get inducted in the Rock and Roll of So that's the racket. That's the racket right there. <laughs> but they did uh, at the end of the HBO thing. They did a thing for Prince, and mm-hmm. what they did is they showed Prince shredding away, mm-hmm. um, and the song was George Harrison's "My Guitar When While You Know While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Right, and it's got the solo part from Prince. Can he play? Yeah. Pretty good guitar player. Really good? Yeah. Okay. Is he a great guitar player? No. He's not. He doesn't make that that level of... He doesn't meet the Groovathon. He doesn't clear the Groovathon shredding bar. Okay. You want to clear that bar, baby. I got people later on in this show. Okay. Steve Morse. Paul Gilbert. Okay. Glenn Campbell. Okay. All right. You want shredders? All right. There you go. Those guys can do it. But what really frosted my cookies was they did that. And on stage mm-hmm. during that performance that was from many from a number of years ago, mm-hmm. okay, were Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn. Mm-hmm. Jeff right. Lynn from uh, ELO. ELO. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing about Lonnie Mack. 
Now, if you ask Jeff Lynne, Tom Petty, and George Harrison, the guy who wrote the song they were playing, who was more important to rock and roll, mm-hmm. Prince or Lonnie Mack? Not even competition. Sure. Not even close. Prince who? That would have right. been their answer. Prince who? He's a prince. Lonnie Mack's a fucking king. He's a god. Nothing. 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 You're showing a guy doing shredding, mm-hmm. yet that shredding doesn't exist without Lonnie Mack, who died the same day. It is a crying shame. I said this last week. I'm going to say it over and over again until somebody gives this guy his fucking proper tribute. I swear to fucking God, man, that next year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if they don't do something for Lonnie Mack, I'm hunting down Yan Wimmer. Personally hunting him down. I'm going out there. I'm going to go find Ted you could, Nugent. You write them I'm off. going to get myself a crossbow, <laughs> okay? And I'm going to do the time. I will do the time. You could always just write them off like I did. No, no I would no, no. No, they don't no. own. They don't own rock and roll. No, they don't. They but you know the what? Stewards of it. I don't acknowledge. Yeah, that. but that, right that, now they're that's they do what they do. And the thing is, they were so close this year. They were so much closer this year than they have been in years. I, ha- I have my own rock and roll hall of fame. Thank you very much. And I don't. Uh, I don't care what what suit agrees with me or not. Good point. Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. In any event, that's what I had to say about that. I really wish it, it, that was what surprised me. It's like you're doing that, but you got Tom yeah. Petty and Jeff Lynne playing a George Harrison song, and all three, you know, well, yeah. And they're just standing there looking at Prince, you know, uh, basically this jerking is, off is, for no reason. Under, I mean, you know, understand what's this? What? Why? Thirty second Listen, notes. Blah blah blah. What? When when the Backstreet Boys were on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, that was right? the end see, of it. See, it's that was the, same the opening thing. of the third every, seal in the book of every Revelation. Every media outlet, indeed, every media outlet, whether they're a magazine or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or or this radio station or that TV station, it's it's numbers, it's lowest common denominator numbers, and. And and Prince, uh, you, you know, because it wasn't just there. There have been greater discrepancies uh, than that. Prince uh, was very popular and recognized. Okay, and you can and 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 people. All the talent, more reason is people talk about Lonnie Mack so that people people of talent about. have been have been uh, uh, pushed to the side and marginalized. Oh, he's by, got talent by the pretty popular people. So this isn't the greatest discrepancy. Disparate, you know. Just, remember, like Millie Vanilli, for example. You know? Did you ever I'm see? I'm sorry. The, did you just did say you, that on the? Did Groupathon? you ever see as an example? Did you ever see? Because here it is: the people that actually sang the yes. song. They're they're three older yeah. uh, black people. Oh yeah. And and but no, like nobody wants to give them any credit. If you listen to that song, they are very good singers. Sure. You know, the guy that wrote it worked at a gas station, and he wrote a good pop song. Nobody knows any of their names. I don't know the guy's you name. Lonnie Mack is a whole. Other, but, that's but, a, this is a whole other level. It, it goes talk. on all the time. It goes on all the time because yes, of does. of pretty faces, name recognition, lowest common denominator. This is pop. This is not. And they are a pop entity. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a pop entity. They wanted to go for name recognition and ratings because that well, generates. I'd ratings. like to have... look at Trump. Why does he have the name recognition ratings? Oh, the, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's next segment. All right, let's not jump ahead. Of all right, well, it all ties in. With, you know, this is what dominates what, our world. To the right gullibility now. of the average American citizen. The the Kardashians. You mentioned them earlier. Name recognition equals ratings equals money, and that's all they care about. Well, they don't care about talent. They don't care about quality. 
Well, in that case, nobody yeah. knows about the Groovathon. Yeah, well, we care. We do, we baby. Care. We do. And you know what? Towards those Fighting ends, the good fight. You ready to keep the groove going? Viva la revolution. Viva, viva la revolution. <laughs> I got some stuff coming. This guy's one of my favorite people, Robert Palmer. Crying shame this guy passed yeah. away far too young. And I'll tell you something. All you need to know about this guy is when he came out with his very first uh, CD, the people that played on it were the Meters, um, Vol George, you know, the uh, who else? The uh, Tau Pau Horns. I mean, he, he these people wanted to be on his very first CD, Sneak and Sally Through the Alley, which of course is an Alan Toussaint uh, song that was originally done. But I got something here from uh, his third album, which I think is uh, just a really. It's got some great people on it that I'm going to talk about later. We keep the groove of Don going with Robert Palmer on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
right, that's probably enough. I mean, we, I've got more material. No, no, no. no. I don't want to spend too much time on the Donald. Following your lead, I want to show some restraint. Because I think we can all agree that from the start, he's gotten the appropriate amount of coverage befitting the seriousness of his candidacy. <laughs> I hope you all are proud of yourselves. The guy wanted to give his hotel business a boost. And now we're praying that Cleveland makes it through July.
Right there, we're talking about how much we like Bruno Mars. That's kind of yeah. Bruno Mars in the raw. It's a it's a thing to see. One if one ought to see Bruno Mars. Absolutely, that is a live performance from Paris. But I'll tell you something. I I the first time I had never even heard of the guy, and then I was watching the Grammys in 2012, and it was the it was like right after uh, Whitney Houston Mm -hmm. had died. So the first thing, the first band was Bruce Springsteen. Didn't even bring in the host yeah. yet. It was like they just opened the show. Welcome to the Grammys, Bruce. Okay, Bruce okay. is Bruce. Then LL Cool J mm-hmm. comes out as the host. You know, mm-hmm. the, okay, mm-hmm. does the thing. And the next song after that was Bruno Mars doing that on the Grammys, and with the whole thing and the yeah. presents, and they were all dressed up and they pumped it out. And I went, God damn, yeah. he's slick as shit on slick stage. Slick as yeah. shit. And I like the fact that he goes, you know, can I get my James Brown? Like, he understands mm. there's an homage for people like him. Well, you, you can see the influence. Made. You can totally see it. And he's not trying – and he not only is he not denying it, he's bringing it – he puts it right. right in your face. This is who influenced me. Yeah. Pay yeah. attention. Yeah. But great song. And I love – like I was saying, I love the girls in the background there. You know, that yeah. whole Beatles screaming type shit going on in the background. For that, the in – that is a band, uh, song's called Just Give Me Time. It's a uh, 45. Those guys are from uh, Alabama. Uh, they are, you know, one of the 60s psychopunk garage bands. Mm-hmm. The multitude of bands that, you know, you find the Lenny K went in search of, you know, all the nuggets, pebbles, boulders, and chocolate soup for diabetics and all those collections. That was released as a uh, 45 in 1966. Before that, I played a song called Manteca. Okay. This time I played the band Manteca doing a Tremendo Bogaloo. That is the Flow Dynamics remix. Flow Dynamics is some... Them, Flow Dynamics and um, Lack of Afro um, are two uh, two groups of uh, guys who put together some phenomenal uh, remixes. That one came out in 2007. For that, the Obama clip, yep. Another one, got to talk about Trump. We'll be talking about Trump soon. Stuck that one in there. Like I said, watch the whole thing. Before that brand new rock and roll, I sent this uh, sent uh, sent this over to my friend Drew. He's kind of my uh, sounding board for new hard rock. band called Doll Skin. Two words, mm-hmm. they're out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. They're, I don't think there's a person in that band over the age of 22 right now. When they started, they were all teenagers. And... Um, they uh the song is called So Much Nothing. They have their brand new CD is um called In Your Face Again and it was produced by somebody whom I first met uh out in Phoenix years ago and just 
was going to go see him when he was just here a little while ago. It's Dave Ellison, the bass player from Megadeth. Um, he's on tour. They're promoting their brand new uh, album. It's called Dystopia. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're you know in the midst of a huge world tour. So I sent him a note saying, you know, hey man, you got time for nine? Because you know we used to play golf. And I was like, you got time for nine holes? He's like, can't. Fort Myers on Saturday, Jacksonville on Sunday. I was like, all right, well, never mind. So much for the golf thing. But he kind of took these gals, it's all girls, mm-hmm. under his wing. These chicks rock. They rock. Don't don't fool yourself into thinking that little girls can't. Bust your teeth down your throat with some hard driving rock and roll, cause doll skin, they yeah. can do it. So I highly recommend it. if you're into uh, if you're into some really good brand new hard rock and roll doll skin, great stuff. You'll like that. And that song, like I said, their uh, their new album is uh, in your face again. And kicking off the set, one of our favorites, Robert Palmer. We Indeed. love Robert yeah. Palmer. Yeah, going all the way back. Going all the way back. That is the title track from uh, his third CD, Some People Can Do What They Like. The the list of people who play on his albums, I mean, this album and all of them, from the Meters to Lowell George. But on this one, I thought this was very interesting. The bass is done by a guy named Chuck Rainey. Um, Chuck Rainey has played bass for everybody. If you want to have some fun, go, go and Google Chuck Rainey and then take a look. And all the stuff, uh, every Steely Dan album starting from, uh, I believe, Pretzel Logic. Or I mean, he played on like five or six Steely Dan albums. He's played, he's played basically with everybody. He's one of the most in-demand session players for the last 30 years. So he plays bass. But here's the interesting thing. Carol Kay, who mm. is a world-famous bass player, played with the Wrecking Crew, all these people. I played stuff by her before. Mm-hmm. Okay, she is a famous bass player. She plays guitar on this album. And the drums on this album are by a guy named Spider Webb. Now, Spider Webb and Carol Kay used to be married. Ooh. And they had a band. They have a band. Oh, I one band. Baby. No. They had a band, <laughs> and they had one album out. The name of the band was Spider's Web. Uh, and it was like, coincidence? it was disco stuff. Oh, it was oh. kind of, uh, yeah, it was very disco-y. They're not married anymore. Right. But uh, you're talking about, that's the thing about Robert Palmer. Take a look at any Robert Palmer album, particularly his first four or five, and take a look at who plays on that album. That's all you need to know about the kind of respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, particularly in New Orleans, you know, that kind of Bayou, funk, groove, that community, they loved him. They just forget you be 40. Forget that shit. Robert Palmer was the real deal, Neil. And uh, I love the album Sneaking Sally Through the Alley, which is, like I, as I said earlier, that's a uh, an Alain Toussaint song that it was originally done. And, you know, when you get the meters and Carol Kay and Chuck Rainey, you know, saying, sure, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play on your album. That's the end of that discussion right there. I mean, that's how good he is. I can listen to. I got lots. I have. I think I have everything he's done. But I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to actually check on that. But I got a lot of Robert Palmer. I went looking for remixes as right. opposed to looking for clues. Uh, no! Oh, thank you. Where's my comedy drum? There boom, you go. Boom, boom. All right, let's get it out of the way, <gasps> please. You know, you have to tear it off. You know, we're do this. Like I said before, it's like the, the band-aid. band-aid. Right off. <laughs> so yeah. Trump, presumptive nominee. Let me see one of the things I came up with. Uh, Trump, 2016. It's now my party. Cry if you want to. 
That's it. Yeah. Trump slogans. What else mm-hmm. did I? I came up with some more. I had a bunch. Some of the things that we were talking about earlier were uh, the fact that he is thinking about having Ben Carson head up his uh, vice presidential search committee. And I went, please, God, the Cheney effect. It's it's like the Breathe air. into the I, nose I, and I out a, I the mouth, oxygen. please. I, it's... It's surreal. Serenity now. I, I, Serenity now. I, and I'm one of these people that, you know, like that old saying, may you live in interesting times. What is it? What was it? A Greek philosopher? Yeah, Mark Twain? Chinese? Chinese. Whatever. Uh, okay. Wish granted. Uh, you can back off a little. It's yeah, interesting right. enough. That's a little um, too interesting for me. It's bizarre. We are we are living a Simpsons episode. Our life is a comedy. Consider this, because uh, and 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 go ahead and mull this and get back to me uh, in a few days. Because I'm a I'm a fan of history. I don't like to say I'm a student of history. That just sounds that sounds like, I mean, pompous. I just, sounds pompous. I'm, I'm a curious kind of person when it comes you know to history. Your shit. When it comes to history and science, because it's how things are. Like I was a curious George. Why is this the way that it is? How does that work? Why? So history answers those questions. There's a chain of events. Point that, a to point right, B. That, that leads to where it is. So there's a lot of interesting things in history, th- in the history of the world. A lot of interesting things have happened, and a lot of ter- tragic things have happened, and a lot of weird coincidence has happened in the course of, of world history. And then and there's can, Trump. <laughs> and I can think of extreme examples of everything, except I'm trying to think back to what event or period in history is more ridiculous than this what we're living right now and and search my Our mind panel is stopped. search my mind as i will because think of all you know you've got events like 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 the the inquisition what and, a and the, the crusades and the holocaust and 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 you know all of these things that are like the most extremely dark the dark ages they were so dark they named an age after it you know just this <laughs> Everything like like the Columbus and the atrocities with the Indians. There's so many examples of this was the most, and people can argue. No, this was the bloodiest period in human history. No, this was the bloodiest period in human history. For generations to come, there will will, no one will argue what the most ridiculous period in human history is. Certainly, this is it. We're witnessing. You wanted the young people to talk to you when you're old and ask you what was it like to live through something. They're not going to ask you about jack shit else. What was it like to live through the weird, wacky? period known as the Trump candidacy and <laughs> if we really got our wish uh, the Trump presidency oh god because at that point at that point well that's the, the uh, aliens I, who, are, who are watching our transmissions the, our ratings are going to go through the fucking roof uh, you know the, not only that but i figure if trump gets elected that'll bring john stewart back to television oh my god That'll bring him right back. He won't be – he literally like a moth to a flame. He won't be able to hold It'll off. bring Jon Stewart back to television. It'll bring Jesus from the heavens and George Washington will rise out of his grave in zombie form, <laughs> all right, to lead the revolution all over again. I keep This want- is the weirdest time in, the, in human history. The Inquisition. And, what and, a gas. And, and, um, and, uh, and on a more serious note, because uh, I mentioned this last There's year. There's a less serious can, note you could uh, go my, to here? <laughs> My message, and I think that uh, the last time that we talked about it, um, I, I said that, and I'm, I'm going to keep saying it because it keeps it keeps reaffirming itself. The Trump supporters, you're telling me that you are such a bigot that all this guy's got to do is get up there and say, I hate beaners, and I hate ragheads. Yeah. That's all he's got to say, and you will ignore everything else, even the fact that all his track record, oh, he's a good businessman. No, he's good at ripping people off. That's what he's done. A fake university, a pyramid scheme, the Trump stakes, the Trump airlines, he, the, the Chinese hats. He is this guy that runs out 
chasing the dollar this way and that way to enrich himself. What has he ever done in his life that makes you think that he would be a good president other than he says he hates beaners? That's it. That's all it takes. You are so easy. You are so easy to be. Well, he said that. He said years ago, he goes, if I ever run for president, I'll do it as a Republican because they're the I, easiest people to fool. Really? So the guy could come out and he could shoot your dog and kill your mother and, 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 and have sex with her corpse? But wait, 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 wait. And have sex Muslims. With her. Muslims are bad. Oh, oh well, go ahead. Here uh, you go. I'll have some lube. I'll help. I'll help you. I'll hold my dead mother's corpse down so that you can continue. The, you, it's embarrassing. Uh, yeah. It's embarrassing, y'all. Never underestimate. Gay, the power of the average American to this be is, gullible because of it, their It's not fear. just gullibility. It's a fear-driven... I, I know people that, that are only medium stupid and some people that, that maybe see average students, and, and their hatred of minorities is just trumping, for lack of a better word, any other consideration. Now, I, That's all that he's got. I just really think that it is... I don't even know what to think. To be honest with you, I don't know. I, this is one of those things where I am perpetually mystified... Because he's like hyperbole on steroids. Everything is the most, the biggest of this. The most, the and biggest. as I've said before, but, the way you know he's foolish. Because I told a friend of mine, I said, "Look, you want to stump Trump? All you got to do is wait until he tells you what he says he's going to do, and then ask him how he's going to do it." And that's but, the end of the conversation. Well, but, that, but that doesn't matter to his followers. That doesn't matter. I know Listen, it doesn't. He says something. He says something. Uh, you know, in, in the morning, and if it doesn't fly in the afternoon, he goes, "Oh, I didn't say that. That's not what I mean by whatever. I hate books. You know, I hate spooks." And oh. Okay, well, he, well, all of a sudden his followers, oh, he never said that thing that we were mad at him for saying. He did uh, say, he, he, did, he did just come out and say that he's going to have to tax rich people more. I was like, wow, brilliant. Uh, it's like, you say yeah. that now. <laughs> it's, you know, unfortunately, as Cuomo once said, we campaign in poetry, but we govern in prose. Yeah. So that yeah. was fabulous. He's literally, he's like, when it, when it comes to that kind of philosophy, basically what Trump is the poet laureate yeah. at this point. And and absolutely, you know, after no, you know, if he, God forbid, the guy gets elected, Walt Whitman, he shall not be. There's no question about that. I'm, I'm curious about people. Three, four that, word sentences, monosyllabic. Oh, please. And the way you know he's full of shit is because he says, believe me. Over. Yeah. Over and over. And again. over. Like a carnival any, barker. Let any, me tell you what I'm going to do. Step right up step here. Step right up. Five very cents. Easy. That's right. Very you can easy. see the two-herd hail. He's, he's the snake oil salesman from the outlaw. But he's Josie. not that well, good at it. Well, All he did was get up there and say, I hate beaners. Wow! He's but that that's boy! The thing, but he is that good at it. That's the whole point. He really is that I, good but at it. No. He knows what his target he's audience not, is. They're that stupid. They, he's not that good. They are that stupid. They are that stupid. Okay, I can go with that. All right? I'm wondering about this one because Chris Christie, you know, you've got to wonder about a guy because Chris Christie is not stupid. Chris Christie... Uh, no, okay. I disagree with him fun- on a whole bunch of I don't of think right. he's not stupid. He's not stupid. He's wrong. He's a pig. He's, he's wrong, but he's yeah. not stupid. Chris Christie is not a stupid. When you listen to him, actually have a conference. Because I, yeah, I remember. No. no, he can speak words in English. Oh, yeah. He like can yeah. sentences that, uh, or that Bush, have, yeah. you know. Yeah, they got and, nouns and verbs in them, and oh, sure. some, sometimes a comma. Yeah, but he's always standing there, and I I saw a picture of him. You know, I figure he's hoping that if Trump wins, he'll be not necessarily vice president. Get picked as vice president, although that that seemed. Like, but he's he wants to be the attorney general, I think, because he was the right. he was a prosecutor for a while. So I think that's what he's going for. And I saw a picture of Trump and Christie standing next to each other. And my first thought was that line from My Animal House. 
look a wimp and a blimp. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought right off the bat. Or the other one. I had some other ones that I had come up with. Somebody was like, well, he's not going to. He's not going to pick a vice presidential candidate because that would get in the way of his ego. And I went, oh, perfect. Trump, Trump, 2016. The slogan, thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah. Okay. But he went before he gave a uh, right after Cruz and uh, Kasich took a powder. Mm-hmm. OK. His next big speech was in West Virginia. Coal mining country. Oh, yeah. yeah I loves right. me some coal. Quote, mm-hmm. we're going to open up the mines again. Okay. Miners don't want to leave. They don't want to do anything else. They want to mine. Shut the fuck yep. up. And he was making a thing. You know, there's this in that clip hole. of Hillary Clinton sitting with some people in West Virginia. And the guy goes, I want you to see this picture. This is so-and-so. He's a coal miner. I'm like, you know what? Show me a picture. You know, why not just show me a picture of fucking... A, a mafia hitman. Mm. Why don't you just show me that and complain that since I put so-and-so in jail, you know, since I put Gotti in jail, what's-his-name no longer has a job? Right. Go fuck yourself. You're killing me with your product. I don't care that I'm putting you out of a job. Get another job. Mm-hmm. Okay? You've said this. I couldn't agree with you more. These are like the the horse and buggy people complaining that Henry Ford is taking away their jobs. Yeah. Let's make it, you know, cars ought to be illegal because, you know, it's impacting our economy. Yeah. Last night there was a thing on 60 Minutes about all these earthquakes that are taking place. Mm. Oklahoma now has, is the most earthquake prone state in the nation because of all the water that's being thrown back in the I do love that. Isn't that a little bit, because here's, here's Republican, Republican logic. In order to create jobs, in order to provide a living for you, we have to destroy all this crap. Everything's right? a jobs building, right? right. Everything's a job building thing. But but taxing you, taxing the you know rich people to provide a living for these people without destroying all that crap—that's bad. Right. Exactly. That's bad. So the only thing that we can do to provide a, a living is to continue with like coal mining and strip mining and all this archaic horseshit. He's a sycophant of the highest order. He's yeah. literally taken sycophancy to a mm-hmm. level that I didn't even know could, you, you be, know, could be achieved. I had to stop calling him a demagogue because I realized that the, pol- the people that I'm speaking to about him don't know what that, that or, any, or any other, uh, you know, polysyllabic words, yeah. bad. They, okay. th- they thought I was saying demigod and they were like, oh yeah, man, totally. Yeah, he's half a god to yeah, me. Yeah, to me, to me, god. That's right. It's the difference between, you know. Armagnac, Calvados, and Delamain, which yeah. are Grand Cruz, and a Demi Crew, which is, you know, some shitty Martel. You know, if, if you're too stupid to know that 2 plus 2, uh, you, you know, it doesn't equal 5, then when someone says 2 plus 2 equals 5, you don't immediately realize that they're an idiot. Well, because you don't know either, Trump, idiot. Trump supporters are the personification at this point of, I said this before, Mark Twain's adage that it is very easy to fool people. But it is very difficult to convince them that they've been fooled. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They've all been- ego. Ego gets in the way. That's why I was a Christian I for so long. I am mystified by people that I heretofore have thought were smart. And they're like, oh, you just don't get it. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. yeah, there ain't nothing to get, pal. There's no yeah. get, I, get I, what? I, I get it. I get it. You know, your parents were related. That's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see the resemblance. Seriously, there's there's some sort of and and he's 
He's the worst kind of kindergarten bully at this point. Everybody's got everybody's got to have a name. Yeah. Everybody has to oh, have like yeah. a name. The so and so, the Indians, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, goofy this, rip off that, short guy this. He's got to, yeah. you know, and, and the thing that about is just, what I don't get is he, you know, he he's he's this uber elitist. Like I hated him way before it was fashionable. Oh, when yeah. he was when he was going on tour, bragging about his yacht with the gold fixtures, I'm like, you crass, you disgusting crass pig. I hope I hope you drown. I hope that thing blows up. You disgusting crass pig. He's the kind of person that shits on the common man, that shits on the working man, like a coal miner or a lumberjack or logger or somebody like this. And these are all the people that are that are rallying around him because they're inbred bigots. Well. You know, with you, I think – I don't even know what to think. I mean, I at this point, I am truly mystified, you know, by, by what is going on. And I really – you know, I, I mentioned it to a friend. I said, you know, I don't understand – you know, I don't think Hillary Clinton, okay, is God's gift to the Democratic Party. That's – well, by, that's, that's a whole other yeah, segment. Whole other that's the fix, talk about the fixes in. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you something right now, Okay. I'm voting for whoever the Democrat is. You want to know why? Because Louis Gohmert's a Republican. Uh, right, That's okay. all mm-hmm. I need to know. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That is all I need to know is that Republicans, and he's been voted in over and over again, mm-hmm. because the, because Republicans seem to, you know, and they're coming out. The The best thing now, <laughs> we're going to have more fun now. Yo, yeah, I know. Okay. The Civil War. We're going to have so much fun now want, listening to what happens to Donald Trump. After the June, after Cleve, after after Cleveland burns to the ground from mm-hmm. the convention, mm-hmm. okay, then the Democrats get to have the convention. First things first, I guarantee you, listen to hear me now, believe me tomorrow, listen to me yesterday, okay? Donald Trump's acceptance speech at the GOP convention in Cleveland will be yeah. the most watched acceptance speech in the history yeah. Of political of television, probably, e- ever, probably, ever. not just by a little bit, probably by a lot. It's uh, going to be. I'm not betting against huge. that. That is going. To, that's going to make the Super Bowl look like a fucking affiliate cable show. Seriously, compared compared to this thing, Super Bowl is going to be like Wayne's World. Okay, because everybody's going to tune into that. Yep. Everybody's going to want to hear this buffoon. Three, three and four word sentences. It's terrific. It's the best. That's terrible. The We're best be thing the is, best. is watching what people do. You know, like Steve Allen. I've spoken about this before. What Steve Allen used to do with with the lyrics. You know, when he did mm-hmm. the uh, the Gene Vincent, uh, you know, Bebopalula, She's My Baby. And he just reads it word for word. There's no music behind it. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have. If you just t- read word for word what Donald Trump says. Okay, mm. he sounds like a fifth grader. No, excuse me, third grader. Not, excuse me, first grader. Not, excuse me, kindergarten. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we keep yeah. the groove going. <laughs> Please, yeah. I, I need, don't know I need, what else. I need some groove right now. You need groove right now? Well, then I've yeah. got it for you because I got Eddie James doing, Eddie James doing Groove Me on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Let me, let me tell you, babe Now listen Hey, the sugar dumpling Let me tell you something Hey, boy, I've been wanting to say You look so sweet 
so doggone fine I just can't get you out of my mind You become a sweet taste in my mouth, honey And I want you to be my spouse So that we can live a happily In a big old
And yet somehow, in my final year, my approval ratings keep going up. Right? Uh, the last time I was this high, I was trying to decide on my major.
clearing the absolute monster gentleman. Yeah, just finished off that slice of pizza right on Nice. Timing. You like that one? Yes. I literally get the last the last bite in me. Yeah. 30 seconds left. I appreciate you cluing me in. That, of course, a uh, classic song there, uh, Just Kiss My Baby. Um, that's a live version. This guy is uh, he's, um, uh, New Orleans. He's actually from England, John Cleary. But he's doing um, there is a he's got a fantastic version of the song Groove Me, the song I just played mm-hmm. by Eddie James. And uh, he came out. There's an album out by uh, one of my favorite guitar players, John Schofield, called Piety Street. And it's got John Cleary. He's done does a bunch of New Orleans stuff on that. John Cleary plays uh, piano on that. He's a piano player. He's very good before that. I've been saying I wanted to play this song now. I, I have literally pushed this song back now like five shows. And I found the perfect time to play it. Found the perfect time. One of my favorites of, of all time, of course, Bob Marley, Easy Skanking from Kaya. Got to have Kaya now. Before that, Obama. Last time I was this high, I was picking out my major. Yeah. I'm part of that crew, baby. Love it. Maybe going to be from Hawaii. I mean, fuck it. For that rock pile, Fool Too Long, Sec- from Second to Pleasure, that came out when I was in high school. It's their only album. The Dave Edmonds, Nick Lowe kind of thing going on there. It's a fabulous album. There's a re- They reissued, actually, um, a lot of the original, uh, the, the rock pile, the original rock pile, Second to Pleasure, with, with like an add-on of about four or five cover tunes that they did. Acoustically, very much worth owning. Kicking off the set, Etta James Groove Me. That is from her final CD. The last CD she ever did came out, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago called The Dreamer. And it's Etta James. I've got a version of Groove Me by Etta James, Dr. John, and Alan, and Alan Toussaint live. And I sent it to you, and the quality wasn't good enough. Right. Point the show. But find it, it's on YouTube. It'll be the best five minutes of your day. It's that. It really is that good. It'll be the best five minutes of your day. I promise you on that. Hey, you know what? Time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. There you go. You know what I'm talking about? Precision Auto Works. Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. Brand new location. I was just over there. He's got a bigger shop. He's working on... He's got a, got a NASCAR in there. Some sort of, you know... NASCAR thing in there. I'm like, well, there goes the quarter panel. Quarter panel's going on that part. He goes, oh, yeah, tires. Tires are what wins races. And he's doing so well. My man, Dave Carey, is doing so well that he actually needs to hire some people now. They, you know, he, he needs a uh, a muscle car guy, and he's looking for an intern. He's looking for somebody to train with him. He's like, you know, come, learn. I want somebody to bring, you know, bring a set of tools, and I will teach you how to make a living the right way. And Dave's the man. Dave is just the fucking man. When it comes to cars, Jesus. I can't say enough about the guy. Just over there, you know, he took a look at some stuff because I had a thing in my tire. So, and he's like, oh, my tire guy's right down the block. You go to this guy, tell him I sent you. Went in 15 minutes in and out of the door. Of course, you can always go to the SoFloRadio.com website and click on the box that says Tony C's Groove It Don. You'll see every show I've ever done, every one of them available for free, you may download and or listen to every single show I have done for free and every song I've ever played within each show listed right there. At the top of that list, of course, there's a link for Precision Auto Works. Got the brand new places off of uh, Atlantic and uh, 95. It's like three minutes from when you get off of uh, 
95, you make the uh, you start going west on Atlantic, and you make that turn down Andrews, and then the turn down, uh, make the right turn onto Third Street, and it's just on the corner right there. So it's it's nice and easy to get to, totally worth it. And now it's you know he's got this, it's twice the size of the other place, and it's air conditioned, so he's happy. He's like a, you know he doesn't he doesn't want to leave the door. He's like don't leave the door open. You know, don't air condition. Usually, you know, it's like your parents when you were good. What are you air conditioning the whole neighborhood? <laughs> so, as I said, nine five four two four seven nine three six two. Of course, Precision Auto Works. It is the place where people who love their cars take their cars. You know what that means? It's time for the drive groove. I said it. I meant it. I have got the perfect song for the drive groove. Without further ado, this is Paul Gilbert. Doing a this is from a, a CD that is forthcoming. He hasn't even come out with it yet called I Can Destroy. And the name of this song, I swear to God, everybody use your goddamn turn signal on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs> Use your eyes, look at this beautiful day. Everybody, use your ears, listen to me when I say now. Everybody, use your goddamn turn signal. Everybody, use your goddamn turn signal.
That's rock and roll. That's rock and roll. That's it. Yeah, that qualifies. That qualifies as rock and roll cheap trick. Do you believe me? That is from their most recent CD. It just came out this year called Bang Zoom Crazy. Hello. And the best thing about that song, okay, do you believe me? Guest guitar player on that. Not like Rick Nielsen's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Wayne Kramer from MC5. Oh, yeah, baby. And um, that's actually the... The uh, first album that Bunny Carlos doesn't play drums on. Really? He played drums on every other album. You know who plays drums on that? <laughs> Rick Nielsen's kid, Dax Nielsen. Get the fuck out of here. I will be doing so any second now. I told you I've got place to go people to see. I, I've got to go see a man about a horse. A horse, a horse, right. a horse, of course. Excellent. I've got the horse right here. His name is Paul Revere. All right, so there you go. So that's Cheap Trick. Before that, Deep Purple... From one of their more recent CDs, that is called Wrong Man from Rapture of the Deep, which came out in uh, 2005. That's got Steve Morse on guitar. Uh, it's also with Don Airy, as I was talking earlier, when, uh, on keyboard. So that's, you know, they're replacing Blackmore and uh, Lord. In that, and there's no no downgrade. There's literally no downgrade <laughs> when you go to that. Before that, a song I've been dying to play for a while. It's Glenn Campbell and a guy named Carl Jackson doing Foggy Mountain Breakdown. I'm not sure if that is the second, third, or fourth version of the song Foggy Mountain Breakdown I played. At, at least the third. At least the third. And you know what? I got more. Great. You know I got more. I'm not tired of that song. I know. I literally can't get tired of that. No. No. Fun. It is fun. And that, the best thing about that is it's like a minute and a half long. Yeah. This guy, uh, Carl Jackson, was actually like one of these banjo prodigy mm-hmm. type people. He was with uh, the Virg- uh, this band called the Virginians that basically brought him in and auditioned him when he was 14 to play banjo. Now, we're talking bluegrass. So if you're a 14-year-old that gets auditioned to play bluegrass banjo, that means you're doing something right because it's not like they don't have a bunch of toothless, unshoed, inbred, <laughs> cross-eyed. Stop talking about the Trump fans like that. Sorry. In any event, that is with Glenn Campbell, and, and it's called Jackson Glenn Campbell because after when he was 19, he had kind of got bored of that already, so he wanted to expand his musical horizons, and Glenn Campbell hired him. To be in his right. band, and he played with Glenn Campbell for, I think, probably another 10 years after that. Carl Jackson, that man can pick. And kicking it off, did was I correct? Yes, you were. The ultimate drive groove song. That is Paul Gilbert, Everybody Use Your Goddamn Turn Signal. That is from the forthcoming uh, CD. It comes out on May the 27th called I Can Destroy. There's some other stuff that's going to be coming out. I've got brand new stuff next week. I literally just got it today as I was walking out the door to come here. Got my package from uh, from the from the uh, record label. Brand new stuff from a band called The Jelly Jam, which is Rod Morgenstein on drums, Ty Tabor from uh, King's X on guitar, and I can't remember the name of the guy, but the bass player from Dream Theater. This is their fourth CD, okay, and it's called... Profit, and what they did is they wrote the word profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, mm-hmm. crossed it out, and then right. wrote profit, P-R-O-F-I-T. Yeah, so I've got that. I also got this week the, my brand new CD from um, the big old nasty get down. So that's got, you know, uh, who's on that? Uh, well, George Clinton's on it. Is there anything else you need to know? 
Nope. That's what I thought. So I'm going to have a bunch of that stuff next week, some more new tracks for all you people out there, all the Grooveteers out there. Finishing off the show today, you know, I, I went on a kind of a kick trying to find live stuff. And I ran across this, one of my favorite Talking Head songs, which is Cross-Eyed and Painless. Their tour for Remain in Light, um, and I saw them on that tour. Then I saw them again uh, when I was at University of Vermont. They did a, uh electric acoustic, or like they did three sets, not electric, acoustic, electric. That's a dead thing I saw at Radio City. Uh, they did um, the uh, they did Talking Heads. Then they did a set with the Tom Tom Club. Then they did a set Great. with Talking Heads. But when they did the Remain in Light tour, I didn't see this particular show at the Capitol Theater. But on this version of Cross-Eyed and Painless, not only do you have the regular band, okay, you got the four mm-hmm. guys from the Talking Heads, but in addition to that, on this, you have on guitar, Adrian Ballou, and on keyboards, a funky, funky motherfucker, if ever there was one, Bernie Worrell who basically wrote and did all of the instruments to the song Flashlight, in case you didn't know. He wrote and recorded that basically by himself. Okay? So that's all the, That's all I need to know about his funk bonafides. Okay? In any event, I've had a lot of fun. going to be coming back and yeah, doing, doing it for you. Hit me with that thing, because as always, for myself and Los Georges, it is aloha. Peace. Special good night, Mom. Love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day.
from high atop 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com.